Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. What if I told you that the flurry of activity from Francis and his merry band of modernists was a sign that the modernists were losing and that they knew it? What if I told you that Francis was clearly working now with such speed and gusto because he knows that if he doesn't get the job of burying the faith forever done, he may never be able to get it done at all? Would you believe me? Because they are losing, friends, they are losing. Remember that the triumph of the Immaculate Heart will happen, that our Lord will triumph, and these modernists and their heresies will be defeated. Let's go over this because in light of recent news, it's worth going over, because the news lately hasn't been great. The reason for all their wailing and gnashing of teeth is this. Despite the fact that the vast majority of Catholics in the world are utterly ignorant of the history of the faith, and that is by design, and that the vast majority of Catholics are ambivalent at best to learning about it, the modernists in the hierarchy know that they're losing the battle. Slowly, to be sure. And that victory for traditional Catholics is not assured, at least not in a material sense. And when it does happen, because I think it will, it will almost certainly take decades or longer to achieve. But the modernists know that they are losing. And it's reflected in the slow emptying of parishes, how few Catholics are even accessing the nuptial sacrament, and in the associated decline in baptismal numbers, ordinations, and the rest. They know they're losing. And it's partially, to borrow a phrase from Professor Peter Kwasniewski, it's partially because of the utter weakness of the arguments on behalf of the Novus Ordo, their age of a new advent in the Church. Most traditional Catholics who know their history don't use the term Novus Ordo to refer to the new Mass of Paul VI by itself, but to every other change made in the Church since Vatican II. And there have been numerous, including the changing of the sacraments themselves, and growing numbers of Catholics are turning against their revolution in the Church. As Professor Kwasniewski points out, their weakness in defending the Novus Ordo is a sign of the eventual triumph of tradition. Quoting from his recent article in 1 Peter 5, quote, so desperate are the apologists of the new order that they have even tried to make selling points out of defects, as if a used car salesman were to advertise the defects of the lemons in his lot. This automobile here has bald tires, an iffy alternator, and a transmission on its last legs, but the bright side is that you get to invest your own effort into making it better. That's what we call full conscious active ownership, which is your right and duty as a member of a market society. Over the course of five decades of artificial life support, the Novus Ordo has been pushed by bureaucratic cheerleaders and career liturgists, but has managed to find few zealous lovers. Its enforcing martinets have had to resort to increasingly dishonest and brutal methods. Unable to vindicate their cause by argument or demographics, they flex the muscle of papal authoritarianism, which is the only thing they have left. This is why, as many observers have pointed out, Traditionis Custodis is a monumental and embarrassing admission of defeat." End quote. This is why Traditionis Custodis and the ban of traditional sacraments and mass for this coming Easter is such a monumental overreach on the part of Francis. Traditionis Custodis was the impetus for many Catholics who hadn't considered the traditionalist point of view pre previously in any really serious way to suddenly opening themselves up to the arguments and even to trying out the Latin mass for a time. If you don't believe me in your Latin mass score, just check out your parish carefully. You've probably noticed some new people showing up over the last few months. Many of these new people never went back to the Novus Ordo, as I've pointed out before, because once you've done the Latin Mass for a few weeks, you begin to get the sense that something that was rightfully yours was stolen from you and replaced with a cheap plastic knockoff. Not only a cheap plastic knockoff, but in the name of pastoral accompaniment and unity, 
the laity were suddenly treated to cruelty from the top of the hierarchy. And not only the laity, but even those bishops and priests who had minimal reservations about Traditionus Custodus. A story that has gotten little attention in light of the news about the banning of the traditional liturgy and sacraments for Easter shows both the desperation of the modernists and also their persistence in trying to force us all to embrace modernism. From Gloria TV, we get a story about Francis cleaning house in the Roman Curia. For what reason? Because even men who were ideologically on the same page as Francis opposed Traditionus Custodus, due to how it would harm the church and its just built-in cruelty. Quote, the prefect of the Congregation for the Clergy, Cardinal Stella, age 80, was among the members of the Curia closest to Francis, slavishly following his ideology, and he was dumped in the end. Without consulting Stella, Francis replaced him with Bishop Lazarus Yo Hong Sik a few weeks before Stella's retirement on August 18th when he turned 80. Stella was never officially discharged. In other words, he was sacked. His crime. He tried to prevent Traditionus Custodus because he understood that it is a divisive and harmful document for the church. Francis then used a three-minute audience to sack Stella's secretary, Archbishop Horley Carlos Patron Wong, Stella's man, making him the Archbishop of the irrelevant Jalapa Archdiocese in Mexico. End quote. That's not all who have been sacked by Francis. The Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith is getting cleaned out because, despite being Francis' ideological loyalists, many of the bishops and priests appointed by Francis to that Presbyterian have opposed some of the more radical moves by Francis's hirelings, including on the James Martin topic and on the creation of deaconettes and other hot-button issues in the Church. Quote, as a vengeance, Francis is about to remove Monsignor Giacomo Morandi from the CDF, transferring him to an Italian diocese, Passato, Florence, or Reggio Emilia. Morandi is known for his equilibrium in handling difficult cases. Seemingly, Francis also mulls removing the prefect, Cardinal Ladaria, in July 2022, when his term ends. Then Francis himself would take over his place. Until Vatican II, the popes were prefects of the Holy Office, but a secretary dealt with the daily business. The current undersecretaries Monsignors Matteo Vissioli and Armando Matteo, recently appointed for no particular reason, would then become secretaries. End quote. In other words, those recent appointments would become Francis's men who would run the place for him. But that's not the strangest case we have here. The most strangest of all these terminations is this one. Cardinal Turkson was just sacked for the Office of Integral Human Development. Yeah, the Office for Implanting the Laudato Si program, with the Leviathan, no less. You have to understand this. Turkson is considered Papa Bile by many who want to see a Francis II, but from the continent of Africa. Turkson is basically just another Pope Francis waiting in the wings, and he is so much on board the Laudato Si train that you often have a hard time telling things Turkson says apart from those things that Francis says on that entire big issue. But he was just sacked. And no one really knows why. Maybe he was the source of the silly rumors that Francis was about to go to his final judgment, or perhaps he wasn't completely on board with the Traditionus Custodis plan to bury tradition forever. But either way, Turkson was easily the highest profile figure canned, and it led a lot of people shocked. If it looks like Francis is moving at a high speed now, you'd be right. He is. He's moving remarkably fast. And some of have speculated that it's because of his recent physical issues that he's moving so quickly that his time is short. Not short because he's an 85-year-old man with one of the most stressful jobs on the planet, but because of the issues he had during the summer leading to his colonoscopy procedure. Perhaps that's the reason. Others have speculated that he's getting strong pressure from his secular allies, who grow impatient with the development of the ape of the church and the burying of the Catholic faith. 
that may be the case as well, though concrete proof is lacking in that regard. But either way, something is amiss and has caused Francis to act with speed, not characteristic of the Vatican. Which brings me back to Professor Kwasniewski's recent article on the inevitability of the modernists being defeated. After going through a list of pathetic articles that defend the Novus Ordo, as well as a used car salesman defending a jalopy, he brings us to this thought. That in making the church more like the world, the modernists have set the Catholic Church on a self-destructive path that would render the church meaningless as it becomes more like the world. Remember that our Lord called us to be salt and light in the world, not to lose the flavor of salt, which would be embracing the world and its errors. Quote, Other types of arguments one will encounter include, The new Mass isn't really as bad as it seems, because with a lot of effort and some luck, you can make it almost as beautiful as the old liturgy. How often have we seen the noblest efforts of the reform of the reform shot down by prelates like clay pigeons on a shooting range? The decline in the Church would have been even worse if we hadn't changed the liturgy. A patent absurdity on the face of it, given that one of the most commonly cited causes for people dropping away from the church after the council was the relentless and inexplicable obsession with change, or rather, that peculiar kind of self-destructive change that consists of becoming ever more like the world, which renders the church obsolete. What was produced by Pius V in 1570 was entirely appropriate for the time. What is produced in this age by Bugnini, Montini, et al. is also entirely appropriate for the time. This omission of nonsense is taken straight from the lips of Archbishop Arthur Roach, astonishingly the prefect of the Congregation for Divine Worship, who betrays a total lack of understanding of both what the 1570 Missal actually is, a codification of what the Roman Church was already doing, and of liturgical history, where we never saw the fundamental rites change from century to century to accommodate what a team of experts thinks people need at the moment. The ordinary form and extraordinary form represent two different understandings of the Eucharist, ecclesiology, the baptismal priesthood, and the sacrament of orders, just to mention the most obvious theological differences. This sentence was actually sent into the CDF by a Japanese bishop, one of the naysayers quoted in the survey report, you know, the one about which Pope Francis shamelessly lied in the letter accompanying the Traditionis Custodis, as Diane Montagna reported. As trads have been saying with increasing frankness, if the theologies are that different, so different that the new rite excludes the old, then it's certainly not the mass of Catholic tradition that's in error, but it's new fabricated replacement. Otherwise, the Catholic Church was never the true church. End quote. Here's the thing. I don't think that the modernists actually believe that the Catholic Church is the church Christ founded, making it the singular true church among many claimants. If they did, they wouldn't be trying to tinker with what the church professes and believes to be true. Instead, they try to change the church into something she is not, an instrument for the powers and principalities to do with as they wish. The modernists know that liturgical practices reflect what we believe as Catholics and influence how we live in the world. And as the modernists have themselves said, the old ways must be done away with for the church to remain relevant in the world today. The ironic thing is this. The more the modernists push the Catholic Church to be acceptable and liked by the world, the less relevant the institutions of the Church become, and that is evident in declining conversions, declining use of the sacraments, and increases in the numbers of those with no faith whatsoever. The Church doesn't reach out to them in any meaningful way anymore. It's like a managed decline of an institution gone horribly wrong, and the only solution, really, is a restoration of the traditions of the Church and the practices therein. And the laity can start doing that by themselves, first and foremost, by taking a little extra time to learn the faith, and second, to reject categorically all attempts to divide traditionally-minded Catholics. There is a strange phenomenon of former heroes of traditional Catholicism, or at least orthodox thinking and morality, suddenly turning on traditional priestly fraternities and trying to persuade you to not go to Mass with them, often using subtle means. 
The time has long since come to reject their efforts because in our time, the traditional priestly fraternities and religious orders are the only ones preserving sacred tradition in the sacramental life. Our forebears in England during Henry VIII and Elizabeth's reigns defended their priests often with their lives. The least we can do is to stop our own internal brethren who are harming our priests from engaging in that kind of work themselves. Let me know what you thought of all this in the comments, please. I firmly believe that the modernists are losing. But do you believe that? Is everything we see right now the death rattle of modernism in the church? Will Francis's cruelty undermine his efforts? Or am I simply being a Pollyanna about all this? Let me know what you think in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.